That's, the, that's more announcements than I usually do. That's too much. So let's get into God's Word, all right? What are some of the images that come to your mind when I say the word wisdom? What are some of the things that you think of when I say wisdom or wise? Old people. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> that's right, old people. Well, that's, that's what comes to my mind is old people, right? <laughs> All right, so I think about, uh, I don't know if you remember the, the movie, The Karate Kid, right? Uh, Mr. Miyagi, we've got a picture of him up here, right? Giving out sage wisdom to uh, his young grasshopper, Daniel's son, right? That's what I think of when I think of wisdom. That's wisdom personified, isn't it? Um, I also think of Proverbs, not just the book of Proverbs. Obviously, that is a lot of wisdom, but but. Proverbs themselves, right? Just little, small, pithy little sayings that have these little nuggets of truth in them, right? Wisdom isn't in just necessarily in big, huge books. It's just in single statements that can fit inside a cookie, right? <laughs> Sometimes I think of wisdom as quietness. Um, maybe that's a little bit of a strange image, but I don't necessarily associate wisdom with, with loudness or, or frenzy activity. Wisdom is serene. It's old men sitting on rocking chairs on the front porch, right? Now, while each of those may contain some elements of truth, really each of those images is incomplete when we're talking about wisdom, isn't it? Do you really have to be old to be wise? The Bible tells us that you don't. The, the Bible tells us that wisdom is, is available uh, to all people, no matter whether they're young or old. And wisdom isn't just short sayings, but really wisdom is applying truth to your life. It's not just about knowing some short sayings that can fit in a cookie. And wisdom isn't always quiet, is it? Of course, not according to Proverbs 1 that says that wisdom cries out in the streets, desperate to make her point. Wisdom is a passion to be pursued and applied to our lives, young and old, no matter who we are. And wisdom characterizes the heart and the life of those who seek to follow God and to stick with him over the course of time. Here's a good way to remember what wisdom is. Wisdom is when inner standards, when inner standards determine outer movements. Let me say that again. Wisdom is when inner standards determine outer movements. This is what wisdom looks like. No matter who we are, how old or young we are, it's when our inner standards determine the way that we live, determine our actions. Over the last couple of weeks, we have been looking at the life of Joseph, and we've seen how God shaped Joseph and how God shapes us through vision, through training, through difficulty, through hardships, and through pain, right? And we have seen this played out each week in Joseph's life as his life seems to go from bad to worse, but Joseph has shown us how to stay on the path that is true to following God. And we can do that when we face down and fight against temptation with the truth of God's word. And when we know when to walk away and know when we need to run. Last week, Joseph showed us how we are to suffer successfully. And we do that by living by faith 
and not by sight, by seeking to serve in every situation, no matter where we find ourselves, right? Joseph found himself in prison, and yet he still sought to serve, using his spiritual gifts in his current circumstances, and then learning to wait on the Lord. Well, today, we're going to see the results, the final product of Joseph's convictions. They stood the test of time. They produced a life of obedience. And now this, the tests are complete. Joseph is going to be ready to shine. This is going to be the time and the place that God is preparing Joseph for. Joseph's, for Joseph, wisdom arrived at the age of 30 as he entered into Pharaoh's service. And normally in this culture, um, 30 would be considered a young man in that culture and too young for any major responsibilities, especially the type of responsibilities that Joseph was getting ready to have. But Joseph had gained a lifetime of wisdom through his life of pain and suffering. And his wisdom is going to become so obvious through our story today. Through these 13 years building up to this, years in slavery and in prison, had produced a generation's worth of character and wisdom into this young man, Joseph. So after two years had taken place from the story that we looked at last week, when Joseph interpreted the dreams of the cupbearer, two years passes before the cupbearer finally remembers what Joseph had asked him to do, to remember him. And it wasn't until uh, the cupbearer was reminded because Pharaoh was going to have a set of dreams that no one can interpret. And so the cupbearer says, oh, you guys ever had that moment? Right? You finally remember something that you were supposed to remember a long time ago. It's like, oh, man. The cupbearer had that, oh, man moment. And he said, Pharaoh, I think I may know a guy who can help. <laughs> I should have remembered him a long time ago, but I, I think I know a guy who can help. And so Pharaoh is going to send for Joseph. And Joseph is going to flat out tell him, I can't do this. Well, as he's going to say, I can't do this, but God can give you the answers that you're looking for. This one-time proud, arrogant even, dreamer has become a humble man and he makes no attempts to grab any glory that belongs to God alone. And so that's where we pick up on Joseph's story. So if you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me over to Genesis chapter 41. If you're looking for Genesis, Genesis is the very first book of the Bible. So just open up to the first couple pages. And we're going to be in chapter 41 today. And we're going to start there in verse 14. If you don't have a Bible, we have some on the back table. We would love to give you a copy. If you don't own one, uh, please pick one up as a gift from us. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 41. And we're going to start there in verse 14. Remember, Joseph is in jail still, forgotten. Verse 14 says, So Joseph so Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said that when you hear a dream that you can interpret it. I can't do it, Joseph said. But God will give Pharaoh the answer that he desires. Let's pause there for just a minute.
So Pharaoh goes on to tell Joseph about these two dreams that no one else in Pharaoh's council could interpret for him. He says, look, in this first dream I had, it was really strange, it was very clear. I saw these seven healthy, fat cows standing on the bank of the river. And then these seven ugly cows came up and ate the seven healthy cows. And then he said, I had another dream. And in the second dream, there were these seven uh, heads of grain that were full and good, and, and they looked ready to go. And then seven heads of grain came up that were thin and scorched by the wind, also sprouted up, and they swallowed up the seven good heads of grain. What in the world does this mean? So Joseph goes on to interpret these dreams for them. But not only does Joseph give him the meaning of these dreams, but he also offers Pharaoh a reason why God had given him two of these dreams back to back. He tells him that this is a matter that has been firmly decided by God and that this was going to take place very soon. And he tells him what the meaning of these dreams was, that there would be seven years of plenty that would come on the land of Egypt. Everything would be prosperous, there would be plenty of food, but those seven years of plenty would be followed by seven years of famine. And so God had given these dreams to Pharaoh to help prepare Egypt and Joseph and Israel and the family line of Jesus for the famine that was to come. So Joseph gives them the wisdom of interpreting both of these dreams and the circumstances of these dreams. And again, Joseph's wisdom is seen in the remarks that follow because not only does he interpret the dream and tell him what they mean, but then he starts to give Pharaoh instruction about what he and Egypt should do to prepare for the seven years of famine. Joseph will share with Pharaoh a simple but brilliant plan, and Pharaoh is impressed. So Pharaoh takes this guy who just moments before was in the dungeon and makes him second in charge of all of Egypt. He puts him in charge. Rags turn to riches. Suffering turn to joy. Oppression gives way to opportunity. But the results, only, the, the results are only from a slow ripening fruit of wisdom. It has taken 13 years to prepare Joseph for such a time as this. And as we consider our own age and the own, our own places of where we are, hopefully we can see some signs of this rare quality developing in our lives as well. Wisdom, it seems, is so rare in our culture that some think that it's a superpower. <laughs> but it's not. There are some signs of wisdom and we can see them in Joseph. So how can we see these signs of wisdom, and, and how do we know if we have wisdom? Well, there are a number of signs that Joseph is going to show us in his own life, and we can see these, and these can become good gauges for us to see whether or not we have wisdom in our life or not. And the first sign that we see uh, the, the first, we'll see these signs, and then we'll end by looking at two checks or two safety valves that we can put in our lives to gain wisdom. So first, let's look at these signs. The first sign that Joseph shows us of wisdom is humility, right? Look there again at verse 16. 
Joseph says, I cannot do it. Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer that he desires. This young, arrogant little punk (laughs) had become a wise young man. He doesn't take any credit for what God does. He says, I can't do it, but God will give you the answer that you desire. God gets the full credit for anything that Joseph has to offer Pharaoh. Repeatedly, Joseph will make sure as he's talking to Pharaoh that God is the one who has given Pharaoh these dreams, that God is the one that is giving him the interpretations, that is God who has given them the plan of what they are to do going forward. Over and over again, if you read through verse chapter 41 of Genesis, you'll see that God gets the credit. And so humility is the first sign of wisdom. John Scott rightly said that pride is our greatest enemy and humility is our greatest friend. Pride is our greatest enemy and humility is our greatest friend. So the first sign of wisdom that Joseph shows us is humility. And the second sign of wisdom that Joseph shows us is vision. Joseph understands not only how to interpret the dreams, but also the times and and, and knows how Egypt and Pharaoh are to proceed. Look at verse 33 of Genesis 41. It says, now, this is Joseph speaking, now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Joseph is going to be describing himself here, uh, but I, I don't even know if Joseph was really thinking that he should be in charge. I think he was just telling Pharaoh, hey, this is who you need to be looking for, a wise and discerning man to put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land and take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance, and they should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to keep it in the cities for food. This food should be held in reserve for the country and be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon the land of Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. This plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Joseph is not only able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams, but he also knows how Pharaoh and Egypt should move forward. Because often with wisdom comes vision. Think about that. Think about the people in your life who you consider wise. You, many times we say, man, it seems like you can see things before they happen. Now, is this because they can predict the future? <laughs> no, it's because with wisdom comes vision. Joseph was able to see how they were to move forward. And he was able to give Pharaoh wise counsel about what he should do with his information, right? He was able to see, he was able to have vision to see what was going to happen. So the first sign of wisdom is humility. The second sign that Joseph shows us is vision. And the third sign that Joseph is going to show us that comes along with wisdom is spirituality. Look at verse 38. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, talking about Joseph, one in whom is the Spirit of God? This unbeliever 
recognizes that Joseph has the spirit of God in him. He recognizes the spirituality of Joseph. He recognizes him as having God's spirit in him. And and there is a direct connection that we see all throughout Scripture between wisdom and following God. And Pharaoh, even as an unbeliever, even as an unbeliever can see the spirit of God in Joseph. So humility, vision, spirituality, and then fourth, Joseph shows us the sign of wisdom is faithfulness, is faithfulness. Look at verse 47. It says, During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentiful. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. And Joseph stored up a huge quantities of grain like the sands of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Because it was beyond measure. Joseph followed through with the plan that God had given him. He remained faithful to this plan. Now what would happen if Joseph had said, after the first year, hey, you know what? Our, our storehouses, they're pretty full. Uh, so we're just going to stop there. I know that God's vision uh, he gave to Pharaoh. Uh, he said there's going to be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. But, we're, you know, we, we've got enough. I can count all of this, and this is good. Well, let me tell you what would come the seven years of famine. He wouldn't have been prepared, which means that Egypt wouldn't have been prepared, which means that Israel wouldn't have been prepared. Joseph remains faithful to the plan. Now, faithfulness is something that Joseph has shown all through his life, right? All through his life, he has shown faithfulness. Um, He has shown faithfulness when his father sent him to go. He has showed faithfulness in Potiphar's house. He showed faithfulness in jail. But Joseph remains faithful to the plan that God gives him. He remained faithful in even being locked up for something that wasn't his. His trustworthiness showed all throughout his life. And now the king of all of Egypt is going to put his trust in Pharaoh as well. Look at verse 55. It says, When all of Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for food. And when Pharaoh told the Egyptians, Go to Joseph and do what he tells you. Go to Joseph and do what he tells you. Pharaoh trusted in Joseph to lead his people through the famine. These are the signs of wisdom. Somebody who is humble, somebody who has vision, somebody who is faithful to the plan, somebody who is faithful to God, and somebody who is trustworthy. These are all signs that we can look at to check in our own lives to see whether or not we are wise. These are signs. Humble, vision, spirituality, faithfulness, and trustworthiness. But how do we get wisdom? (laughs) How do we get wisdom? Proverbs 4, 7 says, Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. 
Though it costs all that you have, get understanding. So how do we get wisdom? Well, I want to close today with two things, two checks that we can put in our lives, two safety valves that we can place in our lives, two things that we can check in order for us to get wisdom, as the proverb tells us. So if you don't leave with anything else, check into this and listen. First, check the source of your wisdom. Check the source of your wisdom. Is the source of your wisdom the news station? Is it TikTok? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it your foolish friends? Let me tell you, if those are the sources of your wisdom, then you better watch out. Because disaster is coming. We need to check our source of wisdom. Listen to what the psalmist tells us in Psalm 119. And really, this whole chapter of Psalm 119 is all about this source of wisdom that is God's word. In verse 105, he says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. God should be our source of wisdom. God and his word should be our source of wisdom. And man, we have this amazing source of wisdom right here in our fingertips, but we have to pick it up and we have to read it daily. That means that we have to put down our phone and we have to pick up God's word. We have to stop listening to the nonsense of social media and start picking up and listening to the very word of God, the Bible. Sadly, 68% of believers, this isn't people outside the church, this is people inside the church, 68% of us don't pick up our Bible and read it daily. And yet this is the greatest source of wisdom that we have. We have God's word right here. And so if you're looking to gain wisdom, if you're looking to get wisdom, then pick it up and start reading it daily. Now here at Journey Church, we say it like this. We say that we grow by studying the Bible together. That we increase our desire to know the inspired and errant word of God and humbly obey its truth in everyday life. This is how we grow in our faith, and this is how we grow in wisdom, by studying the Bible together. Because when we are studying God's word, God is going to be working in our lives to produce wisdom. And remember how we define wisdom at the start? When inner standards determine outer movements. It's not just about gaining knowledge. It's not just about gaining more knowledge, but it's about that knowledge changing and transforming our actions, our movements. We don't want to make a group of Jeopardy contestants. We want to make a group of fully devoted followers of Jesus. We don't want to make a group of Jeopardy contestants that have our heads full of knowledge. But we want to be a group of people that are fully devoted followers of Jesus. And so checking the source of our wisdom and making sure that it is God and his word is key. But it's not just about knowing God's word, but it's about that knowledge moving us to humble obedience. It's about inner standards determining 
outer movements. Again, James points us back to the source of wisdom being God in James chapter 1, verse 5. He says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, what should you do? Ask God. Because he's the source of wisdom. <laughs> Ask God. He who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Friends, not only do we need to check the source of our wisdom to make sure that our source is God and his word, but also we need to check our team. We need to check our team, the people that are surrounding us, the people in whom we are listening to. We need to check our team that is surrounding us. Listen to Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15. It says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise, they do what? Listen to advice. The wise listen to advice. Listen to wise counsel. Make sure that your team, the people that are surrounding you, the people that you are listening to is wise and not foolish. Now here at Journey Church, we say it this way. We say that we build strong relationships, walking side by side through the messiness of life with prayer, accountability, and encouragement. So friends, make sure you check your team. Now hopefully, you are a part of other people's teams as well. And there are people that you are on their team whom you don't need to listen to their advice, but you need to give them advice, right? <laughs> And so part of wisdom is knowing the people that you need to give advice to and wisdom to and the people that you need to listen to. And sometimes they aren't the same people. And wisdom is knowing who is who. So make sure you check your team. Make sure that you check the team that you are listening to, the people that are surrounding you. Make sure that you are getting wise advice. Larry Burkett said this, a wise man seeks much counsel. A fool listens to all of it. A wise man seeks much counsel. A fool listens to all of it. So check your team. You aren't in this alone. We are better together and we need each other. We need to listen and to heed wise counsel. We need others to, to speak truth into our life, to hold us accountable, to encourage us, to pray for us. And so if you're looking for a good team to come and walk side by side through the messiness of your life with you, let me tell you where I found my team. It's in my life group. In my life group, I, I'm surrounded by other people who, who give me wise counsel, who hold me accountable. Get connected to a life group if you're not. Check the source of your wisdom to make sure that it's God and God alone and check your team. Make sure that they are godly men and women who are able to speak truth and give you wise counsel. And friends, if you put these two checks in your life, if you check the source of your wisdom, you make sure that it's God and God's word alone and you check your team who you are listening to, it won't be very long before you start to see some of the signs of wisdom developing in your life. When you are checking your source and checking your team, it won't be long before you start to see humility and spirituality and vision 
and faithfulness and trustworthiness develop in your life. These were signs that Joseph showed us in his life. When inner standards determine outer movements, this is what wisdom looks like. And friends, not only is God our source of wisdom, but God is also our only source of salvation, of forgiveness. Peter confessed that salvation is found in no one else but in Jesus' name. There is no other name under heaven or in earth that has been given by which we must be saved, but by the name of Jesus. Friends, not only is God our only source of wisdom, but God is our only source of salvation. And there are some of us who need to realize that you can't earn this on your own. It can only be given from God. So won't you come today and call on the only name where you can be saved, to call on the name of Jesus? Won't you come and repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of God's Holy Spirit? And come and allow him to start developing wisdom in your life when you start to follow him. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for these signs of wisdom. We thank you for the life of Joseph, that even though he suffered through many things, uh, that, Father, you were working in his life to produce wisdom and, and now is starting to shine because he's able to, to be in the right place at the right time and help uh, rescue uh, multiple nations, not only the, the nation of Egypt, but also the, the nation of Israel. And, Father, Joseph may not have seen it in that moment, Joseph may not have seen it in the moment when Pharaoh called him out of the dungeon, but you are working more, not just to rescue his own family, but to be able to bring your son Jesus, the Messiah, through that family that you rescued through Joseph's faithfulness and trustworthiness. Father, we sit here today grateful that Joseph didn't give up on you. That even when his life went from bad to worse, he didn't give up on being faithful to you, that he kept and remained trustworthy to you, and that you were able to use him, use him to rescue a family that had rejected him, a family that had sold him into slavery, But Father, we now can see how you worked through that rebellious family, the nation that would come from them to bring about your son Jesus, who would bring salvation and blessings to the entire world that we enjoy to this day. Father, we thank you for the wisdom that you developed in Joseph and Father, help us, help us to develop wisdom that is from you and you alone. Father, help us to check the source of our wisdom. And Father, help us to check the people that we are listening to. Help us to check our team. Father, we thank you that 
All we have to do is come and ask. And that you will provide what we need. We thank you for your son Jesus and we ask all of this in his name.